wanted to start with something from The Truth Is by Sri H. W. L. Punja, known to his disciples and students as Papaji. Uh, Gangaji is one of his uh, students, uh, Muji, uh, who's becoming more and more well-known these days, is one of his students. And a questioner asks him, what is creation and how does this illusion arise? In the beginning, consciousness is alone, like a still lake. Then a ripple arises, and this is name and form. From consciousness, the thought arises, I am consciousness. This is the I sense. Then desire arises, and this is ego. The ripple thinks that it is separate, and this creates limitations, which are time and space. The ripple is a blink of thought, and this is ego rising from consciousness. But ripples are not different from the lake, from water. Forget this, and you are in trouble. God, I love reading things, listening to things, stepping into things that show me that I'm not what my thoughts tell me I am. I mean, my thoughts tell me the same things they told me 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, maybe 60 years ago. It's the same story, which basically says you don't belong here. You don't deserve life, let alone happiness. And why are you here? <laughs> why are you here? Why are you here? What are you doing? Go away. Stop trying to fit in. Stop trying to act like you belong here. Stop doing your best impersonation of a human. Those thoughts are there, but, you know, when we step into knowing something else, step into, or step into not knowing, step into, okay, if that's not the truth, what is? And then step into a moment or a, a book or a, a conversation or a chance encounter, a chance meeting with someone. Step into it with the question of what? And really the question of what can I offer? And I know I can offer my attention. I know I can offer that. I can always offer that. My listening. My, my willingness to see and reflect back to someone I see you. There you are. I recognize you. And we do that, whether it's with a book or a human, whether that human is someone we know, someone we don't know. We do that and we set ourselves into this motion, this flow. And simply by doing that, along with all the other work we do, which is meditate twice a day and study things that tell us clearly that we are something other than, or at least in addition to, this thinking. And suddenly, we're having an experience where not only is this no longer the truth, it's not even being heard. It's just part of the background noise or the background music of a life being lived, of consciousness having an experience of itself between this seeming individuality and that 
seeming individuality. And it's no longer even a question of whether we belong or not. It's, it's absurd because <laughs> you're here. It's not possible to not belong because you're here. There's no proof that I will ever find that will convince that voice of the lie that it's living under or that it's insisting to try to push on me. There's no way I can convince it that I'm enough. But if it doesn't have any power, I don't need to convince it of anything, and the only power it has is the power I offer it. And I offer it the power by behaving as it would have me behave, which is, don't offer yourself to the world. Don't think you're worthy of love. Don't think you're worthy of loving. No one wants your love. No one wants your creativity. No one wants your words. No one wants your attention. No one cares. The ones who seem to care, they're just pretending. That's, at least that's my voice. It's not possible that that's true. And that's not something that I can figure out or that I can tell myself often enough that it sticks and stays. I tell myself this and then I step into movement and this thing I've been telling myself begins to play itself out through me. And the movement of a life being lived just makes this disappear or makes it just part of the background of a life being lived, part of the scenery, part of, you know, just one of the many lives I've been, one of the many moments I've been and will be. It's just fascinating to be a human. <laughs> I used to berate myself for forgetting this, I would work and work and work to remember that I mattered, that I belonged here, that I, that I had value, that, uh, that this thing I get in touch with in meditation is, is true and remains true always, no matter what the voice is telling me. And then I would forget and start uh, feeling depressed like the voice tells me I should feel and behaving like the depressed me that I should behave as, like the voice tells me I should be. And then find the opposite of that and go, oh, I forgot again. And then I really started studying the Veda and Vedanta, the end of the Veda. Uh, Veda, knowledge, anta, end of. The most subtle expression of this knowledge, the, the most advanced truth that comes from this knowledge of consciousness, that there's only one thing and that I am this one thing. And, and in Vedanta, in the Upanishads, it talks about this totality, this all of consciousness that is. They call it Brahman. And Brahman just means totality. It means that thing that you can't possibly describe. Whatever you can think of or speak of that might tend in the direction of totality, that's not even close to what Brahman actually is. It's beyond that and beyond that and beyond that. 
it's all that is and all that is transcendent of what is and even that doesn't even come close to describing it. And the Upanishads say that the whole of consciousness simply was. There was no communication to be had because there was no co, there was no other. There was no love being shared because there was no other to love. There was no place where, for flow to occur from this center to that center. There was no passage of time because there simply, there was simply an isness. And it said that this isness wanted to have an experience of itself. In fact, what it wanted to have was an experience of remembering itself, of coming back together with itself. And so it gave itself the first and greatest gift, which was the gift of forgetting, in part, its oneness with itself. And in that moment of forgetting, the whole of the relative world arose. The whole of this world of matter and interaction and relativity that seems separate, that seems apart, that seems different, that seems like it doesn't belong. Either I don't belong or you don't belong. Something doesn't belong because something's wrong. The whole of this came into being because the oneness forgot in part its oneness with itself in order to have the experience of remembering itself, of loving itself again, consciousness, recognizing consciousness, flowing love toward consciousness, receiving love from consciousness, from consciousness to consciousness and back again until it remembered itself entirely, which in the world of infinity and eternity is at this moment, just as this moment is at this moment, which is not understandable to the mind. But the whole point of this is for those pieces of totality that have forgotten their oneness with itself, remember again and again and again. And in order to remember again and again and again, to forget again and again and again, that this nervous system and these thoughts and these ideas and this voice is not remotely the truth of what I am. It's the experience I'm having. And it began X number of years ago, and it is at this moment, and it will end X number of years in the future. But the truth of me is that which never changes, that which is unborn. And that which is unborn can never die. The truth of me is that. And being in a nervous system means that I will forget that again and again, and then have the joy of remembering it and going, oh, wait, it's not, a, it's, it's not bad. This is okay. I don't mind being here. This is all right. Okay, it's another good day. Today, I will meditate twice, morning and evening, and allow myself to settle, at least to some degree, in the direction of the silence that is beyond all the voices. 
and during the hours of the day when I am not meditating, when I forget the truth of my being and become once again identified as the voice of negation in my head, I will stop for a moment and remind myself it is not possible that I am what these voices of negativity tell me, that simply by being alive and breathing, I am living proof that I am meant to be here, and that being here, I am meant to shine. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.